Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to get rid of the unhelpful thoughts we've been taught about money. I'm your host, Master Certified Mindset Coach, Belinda Smith. I help my clients make their first dollar and their first million dollars. Y'all ready? Let's do it. What's up? What is up, my beautiful humans? I hope this finds you well on this day on the planet. (laughs) I am currently uh, at the ocean. Well, I mean, like at the ocean. I'm in a condo watching the ocean because it is right there out the door. How about that? I want to shout out to my amazing, awesome publisher, Dottie Leonard, who lets me come to her condo every summer and write, reflect, do all those things. So I have to tell you, today we're going to be talking about why aren't you asking for what you want. Last week, we talked about um, asking for what you want. And this week, we're going to talk about why you aren't asking for what you want. How about that? I know I'm so clever, right? (laughs) So I have to tell you this. Um, Yesterday, I was sitting out um, by the shore or on the shore. Yeah, on it. Um, super close to the ocean and uh, was reading. And now y'all know those little sand crabs? I guess that's what they're called. They're like these little, they look just like sand and they are crabs. So I call them sand crabs. And you know how like they stress me out because they're so nervous. I mean, of all the creatures that I've ever noticed, I have never seen any any being so nervous. So I don't know, like is that their whole life? They come out of a hole that they've dug, they run as fast as they can to what they want, and they run as fast as they can. Like, like if I move my finger, it, they will run back. So, okay. Now, <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Okay. So I find my spot. I sit down pleasantly, you know, taking in the waves. And I look down and realize I am sitting in front of a corn cob. A corn cob. I I am not kidding. And it's like, I mean, it's, it has no corn on it. Or I mean, there may be a few. But, you know, it's like it's an eaten corn cob. I have no explanation whatsoever for why this corn cob is on the beach and why on earth I didn't notice it before I sat down. And, you know, like when you get in the sand and you sit, like it's a thing to move. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to be the person who sits by the corn cob. Obviously, everybody else knew it was there, and I am the one. But here's what happened. So this little, tiny little sand crab eventually comes up out of its little hole, and it wants the corn. You guys, I didn't know they ate corn. I don't know what they eat, but so the little thing runs as fast as it can, and I'm like, it's not going to eat the corn. It's not going to eat whatever's there. It climbed up on the corn like it was a log, and it sat there, and I barely blinked because I didn't want to mess up its little life, and ate the corn. It just, like, like picked from it and picked from it and picked from it, and then somebody walked by, you know, because everybody has to walk down the beach, and it ran right back to its hole. And, like, I had this entire, like, moral dilemma of, like, should I move the corn closer, or should I just put the corn in the hole? But I didn't. Because you can't really play cornhole with 
sand crabs, can you? Um, but anyway, this went on for like 10 minutes. It was very, very fascinated. And then it just like, there was too much activity on the beach. So it, you know, it, we couldn't, it couldn't trust us. I just like, I have to share these things. Like (laughs) who goes to the beach and watches the sand crab eat corn on the cob? That would be me. Okay. So here is like, there's actually a tie in there. Because I was thinking about, you know, why aren't we asking for what we want? Uh, And obviously, the sand crab wanted the corn. I know. We're just going to keep that in our brain. But when it comes to uh, asking for what we want, I want to start with this quote. And we're going to do some, um, I'm going to kind of take you through a a thought process. I think it was the second episode when I explained the thought model, which I teach from a lot, or which I don't teach, I coach, which I coach from a lot. But this is a quote, and it's one of my absolute favorites ever. Um, The quote is from Jeanette Winterson, and she says, a quote in her book, what you risk reveals what you value. So I'm going to say that one more time. What you risk reveals what you value. Mm -hmm. Let that sink into your heart. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to asking for what we want personally, like uh, I was on a, I was a guest on a podcast last week and one of the hosts asked me, you know, in all my work, if I notice a particular theme with all of my clients, because there's something that, that comes up all the time. I was like, oh my gosh, unworthiness. I didn't have to think about it. Unworthiness, 100%. Um, Am I like, who am I to do this? Um, I'm not an expert, like they surely know more than I do, or do I know enough? Or uh, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I uh, unusual enough? Am I original enough? Um, And then like, again, who am I to say? Who am I to do anything? So it's like sort of a, um, like a, a mixed up, you know, creepy version of like humility versus unwillingness or unworthiness. So I thought that was really um, interesting when it just blurted out. Like there wasn't even a question that that is like the total theme. And then in tying this back into asking for what we want, and this quote comes to my head, like what we risk reveals what we value. And when you think about it, if we risk something by asking what we want, we're really risking um our thoughts and our as, and our thoughts, you know, create our feelings, and that's how we we're going to feel about ourselves, how we're going to feel about all the things around that. However, it also reveals what we value, and I can argue the point that if we are not asking for what we want as per, as persons, as people, um, we are not valuing our person. So if I don't ask for something that I deeply want, and I know I could ask for it, then I'm not risking the value of myself. And then that that shows that I don't value myself. Does that make sense? So if we want to ask for something, or if we want something more, then we have to risk what we value. And therefore, we have to value ourselves. We have to value um, the exact talents and nuances 
and the um, eccentricity and the craziness of all the things that make up who we are. And I'll, and I'll tell you this too. And I say to this to my clients all the time, like all of those things that we think um, make us weird or strange or whatever, those are the things that give us the seat at the table because we don't need a clone. Everybody else is already taking up their space. We need exactly you. And there's no no wrong way to be you. My friend Maggie's told me that once and it like changed everything for me. But there is no wrong way to be you. And so your you-ness is what, is what sets you apart. And I say this all the time. No one does me better than me. No one does what I do better than me. I'm brilliant at what I do because I do it and there's no competition if I'm just looking at me. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so I want to run this through the thought model, which I think is really important. If you recall, I told you that depending on the study that you read, we have between 12,000 and 70,000 thoughts per day. So if we have, I mean, I'm just going to pretend, I'm going to tell y'all, I've got to have the 70,000 thoughts per day, or I have to be on the high end, like regardless. But even so, 12,000 is a lot, right? So, you know, of all of the thoughts we have, excuse me, the ones that we bring forward and the ones that we choose to concentrate on, the ones we believe are the ones that create our personal realities. So if I'm, so let's say I want a new job. Okay. Or yeah, I just want to go for a new job. Okay, so if we put this in the line, um, and I really do suggest you go back and listen to the um, the explanation, the explanatory podcast when I explain this, but I'll try to explain it one more time for you. Um, when we talk about a circumstance, um, it's completely neutral. Like there, are, there's no feeling attached to a new job. It's just a job, and it just exists on its own. It's nothing except a new job. Now, even the newness, even the word new can sort of mean something. So let me even take that away. Let's just put job as the circumstance. Okay. Now, again, remember, it's a job. It's nothing. It just exists as a job. Now, the way that we start to get the feelings about that is based on the thought we have about about the job. Okay, so let's say I'm just going to add the new to a thought. It's a new job. Um, I could never do that job. Who am I to ask for that job? I don't have enough experience for that job. Um, maybe I should just stay where I am and be happy with what I have and stop complaining. You know, like all these are just thoughts I'm thinking about job. Okay. These are my like thoughts that are coming up first. And so those thoughts lead to my feelings. Okay, so um, let's say my, my one thought that I want to work through on this thought model is I'm not good enough for this job. Now, that feeling like I'm not good enough to ask for this new job makes me feel inferior. Like the thought, I'm sorry, the thought that makes me makes me think that makes me feel inferior. I'm already disappointed (laughs) when it comes to my thought has already led to disappointment because I don't think I'm good enough to ask for the new job. Okay. Then our thoughts create our actions. 
So if I feel like I'm not even good enough for the job, um, then my action, and I feel I feel inferior, the, my action can be that I don't even ask for it because I've already decided in my brain based on a random thought that I shouldn't have it. Somebody else is more qualified. Somebody else is um, you know, better looking. They dress better. All of this, they're smarter, they're funnier, whatever it is. And then my result is I stay exactly where I am. I do nothing interesting or that interests me. I'm just right there. I'm just kind of wasting away the thing that I already know how to do. And that's all because of a thought that we brought forth as true and chose to believe it. Now, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to choose a different thought. So remember, the circumstance is just job, okay? Has, it's all completely neutral. And then out of my 70,000 thoughts, I'm going to choose the thought as that is mine. That job is mine. You know, like I'm awesome. I can big fat do that. And they're ridiculously stupid if they don't hire me. So I'm going to have that kind of confidence. But okay, let's go with that job is mine. That makes me feel, because our thoughts lead to our feelings, that makes me feel like stupid confident. Like, oh my gosh, it's already mine. Like, I don't even care about the competition because I know it's mine. I know I can have that. And I also know that they're ridiculous if they don't hire me. That leads to my action in which I am super prepared, super on point. I do my research. I have my my CV or my resume, whichever one you call it. Um, and I go in there with the attitude of, how do we work together? How do we do this? Like, let's make this a win-win for both of us. And then the result can be, I get the job. Or maybe it's a no for that job, but then I've already created the confidence to go back to okay, a different job. Let's make a different job, the circumstance. And then my next thought can be like, oh my gosh, this is an even better opportunity than the last one. So when I'm choosing these thoughts, do you see how I'm staying in a, in a, in a good loop? I mean, I hate to call it like there's good or bad, like that's forever. But I feel like this is a positive and empowered loop when I stay in that like, of course I should have that. Of course it's mine. I have, again, I have this special ability. I have these talents. I have these nuances. Um, I'm interested. It's fascinating. I want to learn more. I want to know everything about that. Why wouldn't you hire somebody who has that kind of hunger and um, joy about doing something, right? So when you look at why aren't you asking for something, I really want you to go back and 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 isolate your thought. Um, if you want to ask for money, I mean, you know, if if you're wanting a raise, if you're running a business and you want to uh, create more more money, you want to create abundance. Maybe you want to have more time to yourself. Maybe you need a, a break from whatever. Maybe you want to go on a, on a um, the vacation by yourself. There's all kinds of things that you could want. And I can't even begin to name all the things that you might want. I can name mine. But if I'm not asking, then I go back to, okay, those are things that I value as a human. But if I'm not asking, then am I really valuing myself? Am I willing to risk something to value myself? 
Gosh, I got so deep this week. I know. So with that being said, you know, I always give a challenge to you guys, or I try to, to give you something to think about. I think it would be really interesting if you thought about whether or not you are valuing yourself in your day-to-day actions and in your future plan. Mm-hmm. And along with that, I would like to remind my podcast listeners, which is you, beautiful, that only for my podcast listeners, I am doing one-off sessions, which I do not do, except for you guys. Uh, We can work together for an hour for $199. If you want to do that, uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Uh, Like I said uh, you last week, normally the only way to work with me is with the two-week two week you can do two weeks sort of and deep dive all the way in and if that works for you then we go on to six months but just for you all i have created the hour session for 199 dollars. we can figure out why you aren't asking for what you want we can we can talk about what you want um, what that is we can deep dive into that and then figure out why you're not asking can we do that an hour absolutely all right i want to thank you so much for tuning in uh, you know i'm going to ask for my five star reviews and please leave a review it matters so much in the search engine i hope you'll subscribe and to all your friends. All right, beautifuls, I will see you next time. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Money BS podcast. I am so grateful. I hope that if you're enjoying it, you'll go to Apple and leave me a five-star review. It helps so much in getting the word out. Also, please share with your friends, anyone that you think would enjoy this. I would be so grateful. Don't forget, too, that I've created just for you, the podcast listeners, a one-off session, an hour with me for $199. We can deep dive into what's going on with you. We can check your mindset and give you a reboot. Thanks again so much for joining me. I know that time is finite, and I'm grateful for any of yours. Remember, it's never about the money. It's about the mindset. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.